When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Rich Eisen Show with guest host Dan Helley. LeBron buries a three. Curry relocation three is up and go! You care about talking of the legacy question with these two guys? From the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. You got two all-time greats. They're two very different players. Earlier on the show, NFL writer Jason Cole. Coming up, professional pickleball player Tyson McGuffin. NFL network analyst Charles Davis. Senior writer for NBA.com. Steve Ashburner, and now sitting in for Rich, it's Dan Helley. What is up? Hour two is near, and uh, it is finally here. I'm doing a little bit of pickleball research because anybody out there who's ever picked up a pickleball paddle instantly falls in love. It's like your first girlfriend. Like, <laughs> Only it lasts. Your it's here first? to stay. Pickleball is not going. Any, Nobody's still with their first girlfriend. No, no, no. The difference I is, do. but like you're instantly in love. Okay. When you play pickleball, and then it ends terribly. It's over. No, but only it lasts. Like that's the difference. Okay. The similarity is you fall in love instantly. <laughs> the difference is that pickleball lasts. Tyson McGuffin, one of the most famous pickleball players in the world. Uh, you can listen to his podcasts. He has some great content on Instagram and Twitter. Tyson, are you on? Yes, I am. What's going on, boys? Hey, man. Uh, thanks for coming on. These guys, you know, there's still people out there. Charles Barkley, one of them, who made fun of pickleball the other day. Because uh, did you see Michael Malone had a cut on his head? The Denver Nuggets head coach, like right on his forehead. And it came from a pickleball paddle. Because Tyson, he was going for a 50-50 ball and forgot to kind of call off his partner, and he took a paddle Got across it. the head, which, you know, it, it, it happens. I've taken it off, you know, the fingers before. But Charles Barkley made fun of pickleball, calling it an old-person sport. You shouldn't have been playing that until you're in your 60s. And, and here you are, you know, a handsome dude in his 30s, family man, uh, former college tennis player, just crushing it in pickleball. Tell, tell everybody why we love pickleball so much. Well, Charles is the man, but uh, he needs to know that pickleball is for everyone. Caters to all ages, uh, caters to all demographics. Um, you know, it's easy to play. It's super social. It's very embracing. Uh, one of the stories that I love telling is that if you're a beginner, uh, like there's no way if you're like a beginner in golf or like a beginner in tennis where, where, where you, you could just show up to a country club or like you could show up to a tennis club and then ask, members or ask people how to play uh they would be like get the heck out of here but in pickleball like there's local courts it's super embracing you could easily be a brand new person with no racket sport ability you can go to your local courts you can go to like your local rec center and you'll have people that are higher skill level than you and they will actually introduce the sport they're super patient with you so um no man it's a, it's a fun time to be in the sport i've been playing professionally for the last eight years now um like you mentioned i have a podcast called the mcguffin show I have a very established YouTube channel with educational videos on there. We also do vlogs. I also own a camp business called Tyson McGuffin's Miniature PD Camps. 
And as a player, I've been as I've been ranked as high as number one in the world in singles and in doubles. And currently, I'm top five in uh, men's doubles, mixed doubles, and singles. But uh, no, man, it's a great sport. Uh, met my wife playing pickleball, and uh, there's a lot of badass people that that play us for sure. Well, and there's a lot of badass people that are getting involved. Tom Brady, right. LeBron James, Mark Cuban. There's a couple of professional pickleball leagues. I two of them kind of merged. What, what's the situation now? Because you see pickleball on TV quite often yeah. these days. And yeah, for, so go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead. Sorry, I was just going to say no, yeah, du- so, du- so, doubles. So. Unlike tennis, I, it doubles is a little bit more prevalent or or in, in the professional world than than uh, singles or no. Yeah, I would say doubles is uh, more mainstream and probably more popular than singles. You take a look at other racket sports like, you know, ping pong, racquetball, tennis. Seems like singles is the event that, that kind of takes over that, that is more mainstream. Um, but I think just with how social uh, pickleball doubles is, with how, um, you know, there's this huge flux of like 50-plus players coming in the sport. Also, you know, there's an established tour that I play on called the PPA Tour. It just seems like doubles is number one in everybody's book. Um, but, yeah, so I've been playing on the PPA Tour now for the last couple of years. Uh, it was bought by a gentleman by the name of Tom Dundon. Tom Dundon uh, was one of the early investors in Top Golf. He also owns the Carolina Hurricanes. And um, there's a, a professional league called Major League Pickleball. There's celebrity team owners, um, like you mentioned, Drew Brees, Kevin Durant, LeBron James. I'm actually on King, King James's team, so you know that I'm rooting for L.A. right now. Nice. Um, but PPA actually had their own league called – called vibe when they came out with that the owner of mlp which is steve coon uh got in touch with ppa and they actually uh joined forces and so vibe and mlp joined together um so now the league is called major league pickleball uh we have six events each year uh with major league pickleball and it's a great time to be in the sport man so like I said, I've seen it on TV a few times. You guys, unlike some of these other sports, there's mixed doubles is a big part of it. Who who are you? To me, you're one of the more recognizable guys. You got the the loud outfits. You're tatted up. You got the great teeth, the long hair. You're recognizable, right? And you're also outspoken. <laughs> who who else is that yeah, yeah, in, in, sure. in the pickleball world? You know, I hear the name Ben Johns because he's been the another former tennis player who's been the number one player for a long time. Yeah, I think it's Annalie Waters, who's a, a young uh, teenager, Phenom. who's also very, very good. Who Who's going to take pickleball to the next level so people like Charles Barkley aren't making fun of us anymore? Well, you know, something that Charles should know is that if Charles plays tennis, there's a gentleman by the name of Jack Sock, and I'm actually playing with Jack Sock this weekend in North Carolina. Um, and Jack Sock was top 10 in the world in tennis, has won Grand Slams. In, in doubles, played Davis Cup for USA. Uh, Sam Curry is also a very established tennis player, was top 10 in the world. In, in singles, also played Davis Cup. He just came over. Um, yeah, I think there's, there's just a wide range of tennis players that are starting to make their way over. Um, there's a much younger generation that's starting to make their way through the rankings as well. Um, it seems like you know male pickleball may be a little deeper than female pickleball. But um, I would say, you know, there's a lot of uh, ex-college tennis players, ex-pro tennis players that really dominated the scene in pickleball. Yeah, hey, Tyson, this is Chris Brockman. How you doing, man? Thanks for coming on. Uh, Rich is a big a big pickleball guy. I kind of, in the Charles Barkley camp, I kind of poke fun a little bit. What can you attest to the popularity? Why do, do you think this has taken off as much as it has? 
Yeah, I think I think COVID gave pickleball a, a nice little kick in the ass and kind of got it going, right? Everything else was shut down, but there was local pickleball courts that was primarily open to to you know players. Um, also, too, I think think a lot of people over COVID started building pickleball courts in their backyard. Um, but I contribute the popularity of pickleball, yeah, to to COVID. How easy it is to play. Uh, there's so many other racket sports or there's so many other players in racket sports that just can't play their racket sport anymore, whether it's racquetball, badminton, ping pong, you know, tennis, golf, whatever, uh, they're starting to make their way over. And I, I, I think what wins them over is that it's social, it's easy to play, you can talk a little trash, um, you can go on a family vacation, and everybody in your family can pick up the game and play within five minutes. The learning curve in pickleball is night and day from tennis or golf, right? I mean, for you to actually have fun in tennis – it takes months and months of lessons and countless dollars to actually get to a level where, where like you can rally and hit 10 balls in a row. That same thing in pickleball, like I, I teach pickleball camps nationwide. I also have people that lead camps for me. I can take Dorothy, who's 70 years old, who can barely walk and chew gum, and within five minutes, Dorothy can hit 10 balls in a row, and she loves the sport, right? Uh, so I think that's, that's one of the huge contributing factors is that it's easy to play it's super social you're 14 feet away it's nice and loud and there's not a whole lot of status right now so like you know i think there's a lot of tennis and golfers that have been uh humbled with with coming over to the uh pickleball space if you if you know what i mean we gotta have we gotta have you down tyson to my buddy's place in hermosa beach he has a court in his yard front row on the beach and it is it is epic it is an unbelievable yeah. pickleball court. Uh, so if you're ever down in the L.A. area, get a hold of us. Okay. We'll have you there, man. I, yeah, yeah. I really I really appreciate you coming on. And I saw that you're you're living in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho right now. Is that right? Who doesn't want to come to Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, huh? I mean, it's freaking <laughs> God's country up there. You know, we live on five acres, super mountainous, green as could be. Uh, I'm, I'm married to a lovely lady called, called Megan. I have four beautiful children. And uh, life is good, brother. But, yeah, if anybody ever gets a chance, Get your ass up to Coeur d'Alene or uh, subscribe to my YouTube channel called Tyson McGuffin Pickleball or find me on socials at Tyson McGuffin. I love it. I love it. uh, Jake Plummer living up in Coeur d'Alene too, right? You guys play pickleball together? Uh, uh, You know what? I I did not know that. Um, I've played some pickleball with Hank Haney. There's a... There's a discovery property in Coeur d'Alene called Gazer. Gazer Ranch. Uh, have a place up. Gazer Ranch. You know it, brother. Um, but yeah, I've, I've done some teaching out there. I've also done some teaching at various properties uh, nationwide, and they're all very nice properties, and they're, and they're definitely not dumps, that's for sure. Uh, no, no doubt. I'm sure you've been down to Chileno <laughs> Bay in Cabo, too, another uh, discovery down, place, huh? Chileno, oh yeah. Yeah, fun, funny story before we let you go. What, what, I was down there uh, over New Year's and playing next to Larry David, John McEnroe, and Billy Bush. That was, no uh, way. That, 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 <laughs> was, that was quite a group, and, and John McEnroe... Uh, not shockingly, took great pleasure in just spiking it on Billy Bush repeatedly, which I actually kind of enjoyed too. That was fun to watch. All right, Tyson Tyson McGovern, thanks, man. Good luck with everything. I enjoy all the content. Uh, Check out Tyson on Instagram and YouTube. Good stuff if you're in the uh, pickleball world, even if you're not. See you, buddy. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks, man. All right. See, like, to me, that was a lot of fun. I don't. I don't know if you don't play pickleball. If you found that somewhat entertaining, but listen, it it is. We talk about pickleball a lot here. It's the so, fastest yeah. growing sport in America. And the best thing about pickleball, Tyson alluded to it, is it's really easy to pick up. Imagine never going skiing before, and how daunting that is to try to learn how to ski. 
even tennis is tough and golf, you know, if you haven't played golf, you know, until you're an adult, it's, it's very difficult to pick up, but pickleball, you play two times and you can be competitive. And, and the best thing about it is when you're playing with your buddies, I mean, the intent is to, you can hit it as hard as you want right at them. And uh, sorry, my bad, my bad. But you, you win the point. Like that's that's one of the most fun things about pickleball. I mean, it's it doesn't like everyone who talks about it and who talks about playing it does seem like they really enjoy it and they have a lot of fun. All I want to do is play golf, and it's not fun. Even though you know I'm I'm okay at it, but I don't really have fun out there because one bad shot you tanks yeah. your whole round. Yeah, you it, play golf, you get it, Dan. It's it's a hard sport. I, I mean, I can't if if you don't have a good front nine or you don't have a good couple of holes and you know you're not going to shoot a good score, there's very little motivation so, once you make the turn to go yeah. out there for the back nine. Yeah. Because you want to spend four hours sucking at something? <laughs> like, who wants to do that? Golf is not fun when you suck. Golf, <laughs> also not fun when you're mediocre. Yeah, you just, you need to score well early because right. it just kind of sucks you in. Yeah, because you can be so excited about your round. Oh, we're playing a nice course. My buddies are here. We got the cooler, and we're out. And then you triple the first hole, and you're like, I just want to go home. Yeah. The other thing that keeps you in it is if, if you're if you're gambling a little bit. Right. Right? Because then one bad hole, hey, we're playing skins. Hey, we'll get it back. Skins carries over. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah, yeah. See, it's like, it's like gambling rules the world. It's, it's relatively yeah, unbelievable. Gambling makes everything better. <laughs> uh so we have Charles Davis coming up, talking a little NFL in a minute. Uh, have you guys all played pickleball in here, by the way? No. You no. never played? Never played. No. I watched. Rich is the only one who's played. I've watched. But <laughs> Rich is also, he, we hadn't really got a chance to talk about it. He's been hobbling around yeah. for about three weeks. Yeah. And I, you know, you see him limping. You're like, what's the matter? He looks at me and just goes, oh. pickleball injury. I'm like, oh, jeez. Oh, yeah. That's why I'm does- kind of like Barkley. It's, it's for men of a certain age. Uh, I don't know. I think it's changed a little bit, but I will tell you, like anything else, I we talked about this earlier. I stopped playing pickup basketball yeah, post COVID right. because I'm so scared to rupture an Achilles or tear yeah. an ACL. I don't have a year to rehab. That yeah. just sounds miserable. I mean, so I'm kind of done doing that stuff. Yeah, you do until you until you have one major injury. I, I, I crashed skiing, blew out my shoulder. It took six months to yeah. you know to get back to normal. And you just, as you get older, you don't you don't really want to do that anymore. You just want to be able to sleep, not in a chair. So I totally understand why pickleball. It's, it seems totally low impact, so you know yeah. you're not really at risk to kind of blow something out. Well, I'll be curious to see where it goes with all these big time investors. You know, Brady and KD and LeBron yep. and Mark Cuban and yep. new leagues. I, I don't know if it, it has a lot to be of, good on TV. Is it a the, good TV watch? It's, then a, that, it's then okay. It'll take off. I've watched a little bit of it. Yeah. Some people don't believe that it translates uh, as well as as. It should or yeah. could in TV, but it, it's like anything else, man. You need big personalities. You need some influencers. You need some people that are going to attract eyeballs, you know, for whatever the case may be. I think uh, one thing the world doesn't need more of, Dan, are influencers. Okay. <laughs> well, pickleball influencers are different than the influencers that are that are littering your discovery page, TJ. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a little different. <laughs> uh, Charles Davis coming up. The best. I watched him on. So this is, and I know it's kind of the bane of their existence, right? All these guys that do the draft for NFL Network, they have a show called Path to the Draft. And they have to come back on after the draft to kind of wrap it up a little bit. And uh, Charles and 
DJ were on Path to the Draft yesterday. I don't know if it was the first or second show after the draft, but you could just see in both of their faces like, all right, can we put a bow on this freaking draft already? <laughs> I mean, they're getting ready for it for two months. a lot about it. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah. We'll, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll make it even more painful for Charles as we ask a few more uh, draft questions coming up here in just a few minutes. But um, the Aaron Rodgers situation is interesting. The Jets signed... Randall Cobb, the Lakers look phenomenal last night. Joel Embiid wins his first MVP. He will be playing tonight against the Celtics. Um, in terms of NBA watching, how did you guys get settled in last night? Like, what, what, was, the, what was the situation? What, how many screens were on? Were you, uh, what, walk me through it, Brockman. Rotation of uh, Braves and Sox games. Those okay. are always on in my house. And then uh, Heat, uh, Heat Knicks was on the second TV. And then uh, once the Laker-Warriors game started, that went to the big TV. Okay. And then I'm just locked in on the couch. Del Tufo, should I just skip over? You're, you're probably in the DJ booth. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, TJ. Uh, you know, I, these guys know I've been having battling migraines the last couple of days. So I was laying on the couch. I was had the game on one TV. I was trying to watch the Tupac documentary on Hulu. On my other TV, because we have Alan Hughes who directed it coming in on Friday, so nice. I'm trying to get familiar with that. But yeah, it was just I, w- I was watching it, but I was watching it, you know, kind of like in the dark because too much light was just making my head pound. But yeah, so it w- wasn't a pleasant evening. Okay, to watch so it, you, were, I, you, you were you were watching. mellow. Yeah. Um, I was watching it in the uh, I was watching it in the living room. Had to take my son out for some rum, and he shamed me. Oh. Uh, wife out of town daughter uh had a lacrosse game um she's injured so i was i was not there uh and my son's like gets home from school he's like dad what are we doing for dinner oh got a bunch of stuff bud you know there's all yeah, kinds of stuff here stuff. like yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, what, what do you want we'll, <laughs> we'll figure it out he goes, i, I want to go out to eat goes, why, why do we need to go out to eat dinner like there's we we, we have, have food, food here dude <laughs> he goes, you don't want to spend time with me Oh, what a jerk! You see that? He got gotcha. What a jerk! I mean, it's unbelievable. Of course, I want to spend. T- I can spend time with you here. He sucked me in Silver Lake ramen. Oh wow! Yeah, it was good. Yeah, like, so you had to drive the Silver Lake from your crib? No, no, no. They oh. they opened one down in my hotel. Okay. Uh, so, but you know, just it's easy, kind of fast, casual ish. Yeah. Um, but it was uh, anyway. So I got back a little bit late. So just before halftime, and I feel like I'm playing catch up. And then you know, I get to watch the halftime show, and then I'm going. But I was, uh, you know, I was locked in, man. Yeah, I, was... I was locked in. Plus, when Lakers got up 14, you're thinking, uh-oh, blowout. And then, bam, it's just 3-3-3. Three, 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 and then, uh-oh, is Golden State going to pull yeah. this That's off? the thing, Chris, though. You, the thing with Golden State is no lead is safe no with this team. Safe. Like, no. they can be down no 16 with, say, four minutes left. You're, not, you're never going to turn the game off because, you know, that's five shots. Yeah. They can come back with the quickness. So there's a lead's never safe with those. Well, and down by 14. They go on a 14-0 run. They tie it up. Steph yeah. hits a couple of threes. Um, you know, they, they came out at halftime and uh Wiggins had that great putback. He had a three. You know, it's it was it was a really fun game. Uh all right, more NBA talk coming up in just a few minutes. But right after this break, our man Charles Davis from CBS and NFL Network to talk a little draft. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O-O-Reilly Auto Parts. 
They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guests is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed and it is always my pleasure to uh, have charles davis Stopping by, been uh, working with Charles for a long time. I remember when the first time I saw Charles on TV way back in the day in Orlando. We're talking like, uh, what, what What was that, Charles? What were the Sunshine Network days? Was that early 2000s? Yeah, it would have been early 2000s. 2000 to what? 2000, 2003, something like that. Boy, we're going, we're going back now, the way back machine. We are. We're, we're, we're up there. We're up there, my, my man. You've been... Uh, You've been around as of I for quite some time. And I do have to say, I was thinking about you when I'm watching the draft. Um, because I remember when, not long ago, there wasn't a single one of our Tennessee Vols drafted in an entire yeah. seven-round draft. We had five Vols drafted in the Phoenix. first 80 picks. Yeah, it was pretty cool. It was a lot more fun than having our mutual friend Daniel Jeremiah zing us because Appalachian State had more guys go <laughs> than us. So. Luckily, now he had to get off of us, and he turned his venom on Red Red Lewis the other day for Indiana. Two Appalachian State guys got drafted, none from Indiana, so Red's taking the beating now, and it feels a whole lot better. Oh, it always does. It always does. I was wondering. I know you're right back at work, by the way, on path to the draft for NFL Network. Do you get yeah, any time at up, all yeah. to decompress after the draft? Not yet. Not yet. I think. Um, after tonight, tonight's the last path to the draft. After tonight, things will start to ease out a little bit, even out a little bit. But, Dan, listen, you know, look, you've been doing this for a long time, been doing it quite successfully, quite well, and it is, you know, you're 24-7 on it, multiple sports going on, the whole deal, sitting in for Rich today, all that, right? And, yes, it can be grueling. It can be tiring. There's times when you just sit there and say to yourself, my goodness, but everyone that we know thinks that we are 
at the toy store or the candy store every day, right? To, to people we know, this is FAO Schwartz at its heyday. This is their favorite candy store in town. And the idea that we would complain about anything, they'd punch us dead in our face. <laughs> and I totally get it. And you get it, too. It doesn't mean that, that you haven't had to stay up until God knows what hour to put in the work or you had to catch a, a late flight after a show to get somewhere to do another show. Like, all these things happen. These things are real. This, this is your life, and you're preparing on the plane. You know, you're waking up early to prepare before the kids go. All of those things. Yeah. No take- one wants to hear it. No one cares. And when, and, and when, truth, when truth comes into it and when truth comes to shove, push comes to shove, we feel the same way. We're not complaining. We, uh- we, we know how lucky we are. But there are days, yeah, we get tired like anyone else. There's no doubt about it. I have to share with the guys here in studio one of my favorite Charles Davis stories. It was early on, maybe the first or second year we were doing Titans preseason games together. And I'm always asking Charles if he wants to go out and grab a bite or grab a drink. And, you know, he's in Nashville. He he knows a bunch of people there. And and Charles is usually very mellow and, uh, you know, hanging out, prepping for the game, you know, on his own. So more often than not, it's it's a no. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna recluse. I'm gonna you know oh yeah I'm gonna be inside uh, getting prepping for the game, and you know here I am social butterfly. I want to go out and have a brew and and chat a little bit. And uh, anyway, so I remember one morning I asked you Charles if you wanted to go grab some breakfast and you, you couldn't because you had to go meet a friend, and you were being yeah. a little initially a little obtuse about it. And I'm like, gosh, I don't know. He's going to meet a friend. I guess he doesn't want to tell me who it is. And then you share with me that it was one of your favorite authors and you were giddy. Like I would be, if I was going to meet like Halle Berry or uh, Clint Eastwood or, or Denzel. (laughs) And and this is what type of, uh, you are such a voracious reader and you read all the time. That uh, this is leading to my my question. I'm imagining when this is over and you do your last path to the draft today, do, are you yeah. are you just going to dive into a couple of books? Absolutely, absolutely. And you're so right about that. I was lucky enough. I mean, to me, authors are my rock stars, and there are a good number of them, and I could name a bunch. But that day, I was lucky enough, and and and, and Brad Thor, who That's right. I love, and every July 4th, he puts out his new book. And I just love reading them. You know, his hero, Scott Harvath, right? And Lisa Scottolini in Philadelphia. And there was another time we were together in Nashville, and I couldn't hang with you because I had read in the paper that Lisa Scottolini was going to be in Nashville for a book signing. And I'd never met her, but I read her stuff all the time. You know, you know what turned me on to her reading was Mike Mayock. Oh, is that right? He's a Philly guy. Yeah, yeah. Mike's, a, Mike's a Philly guy. So... This is back when I was still on social media, and I kind of Twitter stalked her. You know what I mean? <laughs> now, as it turned out, she's a sports fan and a huge Eagles fan. So she was cool with the whole thing, right? So we had never met. And I rolled over to this deal, and she sees me before she starts her deal and comes over and says, hello, nice to meet you, the whole deal. And it was awesome, right? So I pick up the phone. <laughs> Mayock's doing a preseason game. I don't even know where he was. And I didn't even know it. And I pick up the phone and I call, and he answers. And I go, hey, Mike. He goes, hey, I'm kicking off in 10 minutes. Got a preseason game. What do you want? <laughs> I said, hey, Mike, you're not going to believe this. 
I'm at a book signing with Lisa Scott Alini, and I just met her, and she is so cool. And he goes, you met Lisa Scott Alini? Philadelphia's Lisa Scott Alini, the one I turned you on to? Yes. I've never met Lisa Scott Alini. Bleep you. It hangs up. <laughs> How Mayock is that? That's amazing. <laughs> is that not Mike Mayock? That is Mike Mayock to a T. Oh, my goodness. So, so yeah. And, and just, just to close the loop, I did sit and have some beers with you, even though I don't drink beer. But we did have drinks post game, we did. stuff like that. Occasionally, we did. occasionally, I came out of my little cave. So. <laughs> well, I, I always in uh, I always enjoy those moments. Um, well, I, listen, I guess we do have to talk a little bit of draft. Um, yeah, I heard you guys talking about this on the show yesterday. Jim Irsay basically said he wants Anthony Richardson to play. Uh, we had yeah uh, Jason Cole, NFL writer, uh, on a little bit earlier, and. You know, he's like, oh, I don't know how much he sees the field first year. Maybe a little bit, maybe a lot. And I tend to agree with you. If the owner says he wants him to play, I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> to see him out there for 17 games. Yeah, listen, you've been around the block a few times, right? It doesn't matter what profession you're in. When the person who's in charge speaks and you and you are smart enough to speak what they speak or, or at least parse what they've said, it's usually a good idea to listen. And when the man goes out in front of all of us and says, you know, you get better by playing, he goes, now Shane's going to, you know, Shane's going to have the plan to do whatever he wants. Shane Steichen, head coach, you know. But uh, I think that you get better by playing, and the more he <laughs> plays and he hasn't had a chance. He was telling his fans these last six years when we've done rent a quarterback, we expected those quarterbacks to get us to the playoffs and give us a chance to go to the Super Bowl. That's what he would, because what he told us this time was, Patience. First time I've ever heard him talk about patience. That means they are rebuilding. Okay, so he wants his young quarterback to play. He wants his team to grow with him. The whole deal, I'm not worried about getting to the playoffs next year. I'm not worried about any of that. He would punch me in my face right now himself because he, that's not what I'm saying. Yes, it is what he's saying. Yeah. And there's no ifs, ands, or buts. That's what you're saying. And that's cool as long as that's the plan for your team. That's the plan for your organization. Now you have to build around him, and you have to be there for him for all the tough moments. Because for every Troy Aikman who went through a horrific rookie season as a starter, would they win one game, Dan, yeah. rookie year? Yep. And bounce back and become a Hall of Famer. How many others have we seen go through seasons like that, and they are never the same? So they have to be very careful with this youngster. Sure, play him a lot, the whole deal, but check his confidence, check where he is, make sure that you don't lose him. Just think about the Titans last year. We were together when they pretty much forced Malik Willis and made the number two quarterback. And by the end of the year when Ryan Tannehill was hurt, they signed Josh Dobbs from our alma mater, Tennessee, Mm -hmm. off the street, started him on a Thursday night game against the Cowboys, and then started him in the biggest game of the year that would determine their playoff fate rather than the guy that they had drafted. What do you think they've had to do this offseason in terms of talking to Malik Willis? Yeah. I mean, that's hard to bounce back from, okay? I don't care who you are. So those are the, that's the only thing I think about with Anthony Richardson, Dan, is that for this organization, okay, you want to play him, that's cool. But he's had 13 starts. If it goes poorly... What's the support system? How do you keep his confidence going and, and, and allow him to ascend 
and possibly a later date. Now, who knows? He may come in and light it up and, and, and everything goes just great. Who knows? Right. But that's kind of what I'm worried about a little bit with him, only because we've seen it happen many times before with some really talented quarterbacks. Well, and even though the talent is is obvious, the experience or yeah. lack thereof is is obvious as well uh, with him. Trey Lance, the only guy with fewer uh, college throws, um, according to Jason Cole, um, than yeah. Richardson coming into the NFL. Let me ask you about the other quarterback that ends up uh, in Nashville with the Titans. What a wild ride that was from the Reddit post from a friend of a friend or yeah. whoever that was that changed the odds yeah. of Levis being potentially picked number one overall. And then we're seeing him, you know, in the green room, the entire draft, the slide happening, doesn't get picked on the first day, ends up in Nashville uh, with the Titans. Was that one of the bigger surprises for you? I mean, we see the slides every year, right? But the fact that it was yeah. Levis and the fact that it was all the way out of the first round. Made me wonder, Dan, about just how much because, you know, you and I straddle the media slash evaluation side, right? So, in other words, we are media. You know, I always love when we work with people who go, you know, I, I, you know I'm really not media. Yeah, yeah you are because <laughs> you're doing it, right? <laughs> I mean, how many times do we do work, especially with, you know, ex-coaches who come over to our side? They oh, yeah. I'm really not media. Uh, Coach, I'm not to break this to you. Yeah, you are. <laughs> okay. But we're also evaluating these kids, and how much of that did I miss in terms of the true evaluation of Will Levis versus the media hype that went with it, it, what we were talking about with him, to elevate him to where on mock drafts it was not outlandish to see him go number two to Houston. You know, it was not outlandish to see him go four to Indianapolis. I had him going 12 to Houston in my final mock draft. So... Did I miss something? Did I misevaluate? Did I do, you know, who knows with all that? So, yeah, it was a, it was a slide for him. It kind of reminded me of Brady Quinn, unfortunately. You know, when Brady didn't go in nine to Miami and the slide started. Right. But I remember that year the commissioner went and got Brady Quinn and took him out of the green room and put him back behind closed doors because we were showing him every other second. And that was one of the coolest things I had seen, the compassion by the commissioner get him out of the firing line. And by the way, Brady went 22 to Cleveland. But I'll never forget him coming out and just not seeing joy, but you're just seeing relief and anguish. Yeah. You know, to go number 22 in the draft. That didn't happen for Will Levis. He had to sit there and eat it. You right? He had to sit there and own it the entire time. Why didn't somebody come rescue him, Charles? The next day when he was at home. Huh? I, I said, why didn't the commissioner come rescue Will Levis? Yeah, I I, I can't answer that one. <laughs> I, I kind of thought it might happen, right? But it did not. But just you know, and then of course he went home, and then the next day it was a short deal, and maybe they give him a little extra fuel and the whole deal. But it also told us about evaluations too, because he nor Hendon Hooker, who also was popularly mocked to possibly get into the first round, neither one of them went. And then the next day, Will Levis came off board early and headed Hooker didn't come off board to the third round. So the evaluations and where people had them, they had Will Levis ahead of Hendon Hooker. Which surprised a lot of conversation by yeah. many of us, me included, that had Hooker ahead of Will Levis. That that did surprise me a little bit. I know you have a show to get ready for, so get away question here. Uh you've watched so much tape, did so much studying. A player that might be somewhat under the radar. I'm not talking super sleeper, but 
you know, not a first-round guy, a player that you just kind of fell in love with and you think could have an immediate impact wherever he lands? I'm going to give you one, a defensive tackle out of Boise State named Scott Matlock. Okay. Chargers took him in the sixth round. And what have the Chargers had trouble doing over the last couple of years, Dan? Stopping people running the football. Oh, a lot. Okay. So I think that he's going to get a chance to get into rotation and be one of those guys. I'm not saying he comes out and he's an all-pro or even a pro bowl or what have you, but would not surprise me if he becomes like a great games type. Remember great games mm-hmm. coming out? They talk about his short arms and this, that, and everything. Heck, he played pretty well for the Rams, and now he's moved on, and he's a valued member in the NFL. I'm wondering if Scott Matlock can be that kind of guy. Plus, always like when a defensive tackle shows up on, you know, extra point field goal and goes out and catches a two point pass for 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 a conversion. Oh heck yeah! Athletic ability to him. I love it. I love it. Well, you brought up another one that I really liked yesterday on the show, and uh, Rasheed Rice out of SMU. Yeah. I think he could do some things in Kansas City. Charles, Agreed. always, you are you are one of those guys who I've worked with who always makes me better. Just wanted to say thank you. Always appreciate the time. And hopefully you get some time. Uh, I know it's the job, but I know it's a grind yeah. too, and, and you deserve a few days to uh, just read a few books and chill out down there in Orlando, my friend. Yeah, and try and keep these authors from, from, from having the cops come get me from talking <laughs> them, that's for sure. But Dan, those are very kind words. I appreciate it. Trust me, it's right back at you. It's a mutual deal. You make me better, and it's just a blast to be around you. So all the best. Keep knocking them dead, and keep keep holding it down for Rich there. Thanks, man. Say hi to all the boys for me, DJ and Rhett and all those guys, and Bucky. I'll, uh, I'll talk to you soon, man. All right. Look forward to it. All the best to you and your crew. Be yeah. good. Thank you. Charles Davis, one of the best in the business uh, moved over from Fox a couple years ago to CBS with Ian Eagle, and they have meshed so well together. What a great uh, great team they are. And, of course, long time in NFL Network. What a lot of people don't know about Charles Davis is he was um, in the athletic department at Stanford at one point in time. He ran a golf tournament in Orlando for – I believe, I don't know if it was the PGA Tour or Disney, but he's been an executive. And he. this guy has one of the most well-rounded resumes that you will ever see. Somebody would be wise. Whenever he decides to do it, he can broadcast forever. Oh, yeah. so he could run a company. He could run an athletic department. He could run a team. Uh, he's, he's definitely, when you walk into a room, I always say if I'm the smartest guy in the room, I'm in the wrong room. Right, But generally when I'm in a room with Charles Davis, he's the smartest guy in the room. He'll, he'll be the last guy to ever tell you that. What but. about uh, UTAD? Well, that's I, – listen, I, many a times, many a times I've asked him uh, about that when we weren't in as good of a situation as we, as we are now. Yeah. But uh, he, Charles has the ability to think five, ten years down the road, not just a couple of years down the road. But he does have a big-time passion for our University of Tennessee volunteers. There's no doubt about that. Charles Davis uh, weighing in on the NFL draft. Uh, always a pleasure to have him on. Dan Helley filling in for Rich Eisen on the Rich Eisen Show. And it is once again time to take a short break. But remember, you can listen to us on Sirius XM, Sirius Channel 218 or XM Channel 202. Back after this. Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, just not myself. You know the deal. 
You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So Sleep Number helps me. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. JD Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in store. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For JD Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com/awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. What's up everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day I'm giving you the behind the scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Dan Helley sitting in for Rich on the Rich Eisen Show. Breaking news here on the Rich Eisen Show. The latest match pairings have been announced. Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey in a face-off against Stephen Curry and Clay Thompson at the win in the match on June 29th in Las Vegas. It will be televised by TNT with Bleacher Report providing the lead coverage. All right, here's my... I, I, I love the match, first of all. Me I think too. it's a great concept. Great they mic idea. guys up. Great idea. They have a good time. Yeah, they only play 12 holes, and there's a lot of... There's, they do some fun gimmicks where it's like, you know, you can only use one club. Sometimes it's alternating shot. It's, it's a really fun... It's a fun event. I love it. Well, they're going to need to figure out a way to level the playing field because... You were looking up some handicaps here. I, I think Mahomes find some, yeah. is, is a seven. Uh, I can't imagine... Kelsey's much better than that. Steph, Kelsey's an eleven. Steph could play on the mini tours. I'm not going to say the PGA Tour, but he's he's a scratch golfer. Yeah, he's and by the way, he plays year round. He plays all the time. Yeah, you know, if if they don't have a practice and they have an off day up there in the Bay Area, he's out there on the golf course. Looks he's like he plays about a fifteen. Legit, he's anywhere from a scratch golfer to a plus two. Yeah, he's good. So you know. They're going to have to uh, – maybe he can, he'll can. he have to play a couple of holes with just a pitching wedge or he'll have to putt with a driver. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but it is fun. It's 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 a fun concept, and I love the fact you're pitting – I mean, you know, we've seen Brady and you know, Peyton. We've seen Aaron Rodgers. We, I, I like the crossover sports. I like having two teammates play two teammates from two different sports. I think it's great. I love it. I love the teammate idea. I, I love that they're, these guys are fun personalities. We know these guys. We know Steph Curry. He's in commercials. We've seen him everywhere. We definitely know Patrick Mahomes and, and Travis Kelsey hosted Saturday Night Live. Uh, we've seen Clay Thompson go on Instagram with his boat. Like We know these, these guys are big personalities. They're going to have a good time. There's definitely going to be some... Some beers flowing out there, and, and I think it's going to be a lot of fun. You know, Charles Barkley gets on the mic. He gives these guys a hard time. Uh, the banter is up, and um, I, I love the match. I can't wait to see this. So Curry debuted in the match in 2020, teamed up with Peyton Manning against Charles Barkley and Phil Mickelson. Phil Mickelson and Barkley beat uh, Curry and Manning 4-3. and three. 
well, which is a pretty, which is pretty healthy. Got a professional golfer. I mean, you got one of the top five players maybe ever. Phil. Yeah, but you're still playing Phil with Barkley, there. who's like the biggest handicap on the golf course yeah, in the world. That's true. That's yeah. true. I yeah. do wish there was maybe a pro element involved, like get some of the young faces out there. Uh, maybe they could have a threesome, but um, this is fun too. I think this is going to be great. Yeah, no, it's listen. I, I think and then, like it's 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 the week before Fourth of July. There's nothing going on. We're in the middle of just the daily baseball grind. So to have this kind of event with some football and basketball stars out there, uh, and who knows, maybe the Warriors are coming off of another title, and so that would make that. Well, even, let's not that let's even more not fun. get crazy here. I mean, I'm come saying, on. I'm just saying. Didn't maybe. you see game one? <laughs> maybe. I don't know. Gosh. <laughs> I mean, my goodness, there. how quickly we forget about the dominance of Anthony Davis. <laughs> Game one. No, it is fun. I like what golf's. I like what golf's doing. Of course, you know their their hand has been forced somewhat by the live tour in terms yeah. of jacking up the pots. But yep. you know the I, I'm I'm blanking on the name of I'm thinking Breakpoint, which is the tennis show, but the Netflix show, the golf full, sw- full swing, full swing. I mean, it was, it was great. It was great. I mean, you learned about some of these guys you didn't know a lot about, and now suddenly you're you're rooting for them. You know, in tournaments, you're looking uh, on the scores to see where they are and if they made the cut. And um, man, I, I, I was going to say it is not John Dahmer, but who's the Joel Damon? Damon, Damon. What a likable bucket hat. And yeah, you just see these guys. You you, yeah. you just kind of you pull back the curtain and you see a side of these guys you don't see. You know, when Damon says, "I go into most tournaments not thinking I can win," essentially. Uh, especially if they're on certain courses or certain guys are in the field, you're like, how does a professional athlete lack lack that kind of confidence? Even though he knows that he's, you know, top 50, top sure. 60, you know, he's one of the elite of the elites in the world at something. Yeah, it's just, uh, I, I love that Netflix series. I love any of these types of documentaries where you, you get these guys a chance to show some personality and then you can actually see the grind that these guys put themselves through to be at the top of their craft. It's, uh, it was a really fascinating. Uh, they're doing a second season. Again, can't wait. Well, you know, it's it started, obviously, with the uh, with the F1 series, Drive to Survive. Right, and, and the you same know, production people. You know, and they, they do did s- the golf, did the tennis. Yeah. They do such a good job. You know, I, I would love to see it for an NBA team in season. We're starting to see it now in the NFL. Obviously, it started with Hard Knocks, which was just training camp. Um I think Amazon was the first one to do a season with the Cardinals, and now we're seeing in-season shows with teams. But uh, whether it's baseball or whether it's basketball, listen, the the ratings for baseball haven't exactly been on a rocket ship the last decade. Why not follow a baseball team around for a season? It would be great. I actually love the idea of the in-season hard knocks. I I don't know how the I don't know how how well that rated at all, but. If there was a way to do it for like maybe two weeks at a time. Just it feels like one week isn't enough with the turnaround. Right. To kind of throw that out there like they do hard knocks for training camp. But any types of these shows where you can get these guys, you're just looking for access, right? And so it's it's, it's too bad the Patriots would never do something like this. You, could, you want your favorite teams to do it because you want to know what goes on behind the curtain without, you know, having to be a beat writer. And that's why, you know, beat writers are so important because they kind of give you a little glimpse, but... These shows are just so well done now. It's incredible. It's it's incredible. Well, and I think you have to find a league. The NFL doesn't need it. The NBA probably no. doesn't need it. That's why uh, F1 got so popular in America the last couple of years. Yeah. Well, I, I can't tell you how many guys I talked to that literally 
follow the sport now, have their favorite teams, have their favorite drivers. I've never become that entrenched in in F1. Same. Um, it's just not that interesting to me. But they're as interested in what goes on during the week and outside of the car as they are on the racetrack. And that's what you have to have. And I think, God, baseball would benefit so much from having a show like this. And there's so many great personalities in the sport. Uh, I think they've obviously done good things in terms of speeding up the game from a baseball standpoint. I, I do find it interesting that you, so you, you have baseball on almost every night of your house. We have it every night. Well, yeah, uh, my wife, Sarah is a great, big, huge Braves fan. And you know, I love the Sox. So we have, you know, we're watching two, three games a day. You throw in the Dodgers and Padres on late night. If there's nothing else on, we're, we're a big baseball house. We're actually we're kind of the, one of the only national shows, TJ. You know that kind of talks a lot of baseball. With Rich being a huge Yankee fan, yeah. TJ being a huge Mets guy, like we do talk more baseball, I think, than most. Mike, you, don't count. you don't count. <laughs> <laughs> you, could, you couldn't name three Yankees. Exactly. Yeah, but Mike, Mike's a yeah. baseball historian, Dan. You know, yeah, he oh, created really. the K corner at Shea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so that's, a lot of people it's don't true. know that. You know what that's I true. enjoy most when I get <laughs> to come in here and sit in the seat and fill in for Rich <laughs> is when Del Tufo is just a punching bag. Oh, I oh wait I a love, second. I, I do. I enjoy, yeah. I, I enjoy, I enjoy it. And yeah, I, don't, yeah, I, don't, I love I do. Del Tufo. I love it. But I'm so used to being the punching bag myself that I'm glad to deflect. Yeah, deflect my way.